Welcome to the 11th episode of Indian Markets with KR and this one's going to be a very very special episode because I'm going to be talking about something uh, an industry rather that I really really like and I'm really passionate about and that's the auto industry and it's been in the news for a few days now uh, for a few weeks if you consider smaller pieces of news and I felt now would be a great time to make uh, you know an episode on this purely because there's just so much information that uh, you know the so-called experts on the news channels are not really talking about and this is quite sad because you know when you're talking about uh, investing in the auto sector you really need to have some context about it and you really need to have some idea of where globally it's headed and where globally it's at and that's really not something which a lot of these news channels are providing and for that whatever i'm about to say is going to be purely you know unscripted it's not going to be something that i researched before it's purely going to be something that is a fact in the industry and a fact globally so just keep that in mind and you know some some of some things that i say might not really match with what the news channels are reporting but you know again that's the disclaimer i'm not here to just narrate the news i'm really here to uh, speak more about what the actual experience of the auto industry is so real quick before we jump into the auto sector i'll just get into uh, nifty today since this is Indian markets with KR I can't really just speak about uh, you know the auto industry without mentioning nifty so we'll just go over it real quick and again no surprises very poor day today 225 points down and 20 and 8 MA resistance almost throughout there was in fact I don't think there was a single extended period where we did not see resistance from both of those and that's actually really sad but we'll get to why we actually saw that later on in a few minutes or seconds and you know in general we've been seeing that the negative sentiment is just too high and uh, the gap was filled today if we look at the daily chart we see that 8 and 20 resistance was present on the daily chart also uh, after a gap down opening and the gap created by 4th uh, 4th september's open sorry 4th september's today uh 26 september and 23rd september's gap has been filled by yesterday's candle or rather today's candle uh well yesterday's candle since you won't be listening to it on 3rd september so uh that that gap has been filled and that's probably why we did not really see nifty stopping for any of its supports we did not see it stopping for s1 and S1 was quite down it was at 10812 and it did not stop for that either it went down it did not really you know i mean when you're talking about nifty you don't really expect a 225 point down move so it was probably like a cumulative move for monday and uh, today so you know 100 100 points each probably uh, but anyway uh, before before digressing Uh, let's come to the day's gainers and losers the day's gainer was tech mahindra marginally so there were a few other gainers so to say but they were more flat than anything you know there were four uh, scripts that in total that were not negative 
and three of them were 0 0.7, 0 0.2, and 0.2. But Tech Mahindra 1.56%, which is decent enough, especially con considering how poor of a day it was. And this could be because they're really expanding their media business and digital business, and they're expecting it to attribute 50% of their revenue. And if you look at the trends, we've been seeing that media is a really, really, really important part of, uh, you know, well, the culture now, uh, be it Netflix, be it Prime Video, be it the other OTT services, or be it music, or be it any single thing, whether it's social media or, or these OTT services as I talked about, they are all relying on media some way or the other. So that's probably why uh, we saw... A, well, a slightly positive day for Tech Mahindra today. Uh, coming to the day's loser, ICICI Bank. Not really sure why it went so down. We we haven't really been seeing a favorable banking sector for some time now. And I think last week around this time, all of the banking stocks were negative. So, really sad day for banks today. But I have a feeling that it might just recover because they're planning a new loan target they actually did announce a new loan target today uh, and i believe it's in the up so if they're expecting fewer npas this time around then we could see a reversal uh, tomorrow or in this coming week and now it's time for you know the special segment and that's the auto and oh god there's just so so much to say especially when you consider that what news that we've seen related to the auto sector does not even scratch the surface of what is actually happening. So, you know, just to give you some context about what all is happening and why this is so significant right now, we saw a really, really uh, bad sales uh, decline or rather sales slowdown in the auto industry this past month or this past two months and it's 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 taken a massive massive hit on production it's taken a big hit on uh sales it's taken it's it's shot up inventories it's really a very very uh you know bad situation overall but in my opinion there's just one single thing that is the biggest attributor to all of this and though that's prices if you look at all if you look at most of the slightly premium cars right now those above 10 lakhs or so most of them are grossly overvalued now don't get me wrong uh, you know inflation is is going to be there and we're going to see uh, the prices of these things increase by much more than what the reported inflation is but when you consider this the 2012 price of a honda civic was around 12 lakh rupees if you go to buy one now you're looking at 20 lakhs plus so just think about that has inflation really increased by 2x in seven years i don't think so right and you know that that that's there throughout the industry if we look at hatchbacks hatchbacks which were six lakhs rupees six to seven lakhs i think i spoke about it yesterday also hatchbacks which were six seven lakh rupees a few years back are almost 10 lakhs now and that's crazy when you look at that really is not much that's added i mean if you look at the vw polo 
It's been the same ever since it got here pretty much except for a few minor updates and they've been increasing prices ever since and if you're in Bangalore or some other high tax city you're looking at 11 lakhs or more for one and just think about it that's 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 honestly very stupid and and and, and the thing is it just get wor- it just gets worse the higher you climb the thing is when you compare these prices to what we've been seeing in the UK what we've been seeing in the US there is a big difference but that difference is mainly there uh, you know in the in the higher end or in the more premium end of the market UK prices for hatchbacks have always been slightly higher so you're you're probably looking at 10 to 20000 pounds for a decent hatchback but in India, a 10 lakh hatchback is more than enough. But when you're talking about expensive cars, when you're talking about the BMWs or even the Toyota Camrys, that's when things get very interesting because the new 3 Series launch, the G20 Series uh, BMW that was launched a few days back, that starts at around 50 lakh rupees. And not too long ago, the entire 3 series generation or rather let's let's come to bmw as a brand their portfolio the 3 series started at around 30 to 35 lakhs the 5 series was 50 to 55 and the 7 series would set you back around 75 lakhs but now if you look at things it's it's much much more different and the prices are honestly crazy uh, if if you look at a 3 series it launched at 50 lakhs. If you look at a 5 series, you're looking at 65 lakhs to 80 lakhs even, or more depending on how you spec it. If you're looking at a 7 series, you're looking at close to 1.3, 1.5 crores. And and just think about it for a second. Have cars really progressed that much in the past decade or so that you're justifying a 2x increase in prices? Because quite frankly, I don't think so. I mean, especially these lower-end cars. If you, if you, and then things get worse if you're looking at even more expensive cars. You know, you're looking at cars that cost four hundred thousand dollars in the U.S., costing over a million here, and that's just stupid. And the thing is, those aren't really volume movers, so that's not really the issue at hand. But the problem is that. People are reporting stock numbers. People are saying that, you know, hey, the, the the inventory of these cars is super, super high and the sales have fallen a lot. But the issue is, every single manufacturer is highly overvaluing their cars. No one wants to, and, and I don't blame them. They have their profits, they have their challenging market conditions. But then when you're charging that much for a car, it really shouldn't you know be of any surprise that you're not really selling that much especially when you consider that fuel is fuel is getting expensive day by day and by the way you know seeing as how things are going in the fuel industry or rather you know in general with crude oil being a scarce resource and the world intending on moving to renewable sources I don't think we're going to be seeing a very drastic decrease in fuel prices anytime soon. So if fuel prices are going to go up, that that's just going to make car ownership even more expensive. 
especially when you talk about conventional cars since we don't really have an EV culture in India. So that is a very big deterrent here. Another deterrent is, which is a smaller deterrent but one that I've been noticing a lot lately is that a lot of the people, a lot of people are really concerned by what the BS6 emissions will be uh, will do. So they aren't really buying these new cars, you know, new cars, because of the BS6 norms and every single person is afraid that what if they buy a car and 10 years later they can't use it because of the NGT ban. So that has created a lot of uh, indecisiveness, especially in the diesel markets, because that's where, uh, you know, the bulk of... Uh, the NGT ban was and that's where the BS6 thing really comes into the picture because you don't want your car to be unusable 10 years after even if you're going to use it for 7 years it's going to take a massive depreciation hit and that's not something car owners want another another really important aspect is insane traffic i mean just just today i was reading this uh, uh, reading this Twitter thing where someone had mentioned that it took two hours plus to travel from one suburb to another. Think about it, two hours for one suburb to another. The traffic conditions are really, really bad. And if you're looking at even traveling five kilometers, you better keep between 30 to 60 minutes apart because it's very likely that that's, that's how long it'll take you. And even it's, it's sometimes it's not just about the time think about the effort think about you know using the clutch every single time you're in traffic and then you know doing the monotonous clutch brake accelerator clutch brake accelerator thing it's not something people want and when you're talking about automatic cars they they degrade faster when you are you know driving them in traffic so that's worse and another issue is the road conditions which is also part of the reason why we've got so such a terrible traffic here the roads at least in mumbai are terrible recently there was a video floating around uh, of someone in bengal i believe doing you know acting as if they are walking on the craters of the moon wearing a spacesuit and everything but it was actually a road and think about it would you want to buy a car only to drive on roads like those i mean i sure wouldn't so that that's another big issue another recent issue and this is very especially rather especially related to mumbai uh, you know in the recent few months they've increased the parking fines tremendously a maximum fine of 23500 i believe and a minimum fine of 10000 for four wheelers is what you'd be expecting and think about it when you're paying for an already expensive car would you be willing to shell out that much for no parking? That that honestly makes it a deal breaker. Heck, I know personally that I've I've not taken my car to places I would normally take it to, purely because I'm concerned about the parking. What if I don't get parking? What if it gets towed? I'm out ten thousand, right? So that's another very big issue that's there. And of course, there's always going to be that. Uh, Ola, Uber, public transport uh, factor that's going to be there, you know, even rickshaws are so so common nowadays that people just like the convenience 
the new metro is being built so that's going to be there and really if you think about those factors if you think about public transport it's not really a bad thing for uh, for us commuters but it is a bad thing for the auto industry especially the stock prices of these auto and the auto shares and the thing is if if the auto shares really of if the auto companies really want to make a difference i believe that they need to reevaluate their entire model and hear me out for a second the thing is globally a lot of brands such as porsche and volvo have considered a completely different approach towards vehicle ownership what they've been doing nowadays is you pay a certain amount per month and this is instead of your loan or lease payment and you get access to a wider range of cars of that brand so let's say you're look you're you know paying i believe the sum is around 3000 dollars or so per month let's say you're paying 3 grand to porsche for that amount you can use their 911 you can use their cayman you can use their cayenne you can use any car you want and it's 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 yours to use it's you, you are effectively renting it but it's more of a car subscription thing rather than anything so this way you save on maintenance costs you save on insurance you save on a ton of other stuff and you get to experience a bunch of new cars and that sounds great and people have been doing that a lot volvo is volvo actually did that too so if you think about it you know maybe maybe just maybe and this is not really for the short term this is more of a long term uh, view perhaps it's time for automakers in general to evaluate a more different model because clearly the one that they're using right now is not working out not working out well anyway so that is another factor and you know there are always going to be macroeconomic factors we've been looking at a lot of uh, news articles on the slowdown of gdp unemployment and we've been looking at some positive things also such as india's uh, young population the thing is all of those factors are bad news for automakers the reason being a high unemployment means that people don't have money to pay for the new car a, a low gdp again means that people really don't have that much of money to pay for a new car a younger population means that they they aren't really going to buy a car they they're going to work towards their goals and eventually they'll buy a car so that is another issue uh, you know uh, a sort of macroeconomic issue that we're facing and there's another cultural issue at play here and this 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 has really surfaced in recent times and again like the young population part it's also another positive we've been we've been seeing an increasing number of people including myself uh being self employed and the thing is it's it's great for the people it's great for the economy but think about it how many self employed people would really need a car every single day right if you're commuting to office then of course you need a car you need a bike you need some sort of transport but if you're going to be working from home then do you really need a car i mean 
sure you might need one but you you can always just settle for an ola uber or a rickshaw right you can always go by bus there are so many other options and you end up saving a ton of money in the process so that's another positive aspect which has become negative for the auto industry and i mean honestly the issue is is just too too deep in my opinion than what people are making it out to be and if we don't really see a tectonic shift in how things are operated and how things work right now i believe that we'll see a similar thing soon and by a similar thing i mean a similar slowdown the thing is this was inevitable and it is going to be inevitable as long as car prices in general are super overvalued the thing is when you're paying so much for a car you really aren't getting that much in return and especially considering all of the various uh, news based events and all of the other factors that we spoke about it just does not make that much of sense to get a new car and that's what we've been seeing and of course there are going to be reports that this is temporary and that could be the case when we see bs6 coming we may see a mild increase in the number of uh, new cars being sold purely because people are more decisive people know that hey bs6 is coming that means that my car is going to be new effectively so that means that it won't be sort of a dead on arrival thing but again that's just going to be temporary that's going to be the case till bs7 is announced so it it really it's it's a very interesting thing that that we've been seeing and it's something that requires a very very big shift not just in the business model not just in the prices but also in the type of cars perhaps electric cars and hybrids would help a lot especially with the environmentally friendly crowd and the thing is you really need to position them as you know as as a subs- as a substitute of sorts rather than an alternative so the thing is it's 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 very interesting what we've been seeing in the auto industry and i i honestly don't think that the news and all of the other things are capturing it perfectly so there are a ton ton of other things at play here and if i you know if i sit and talk about all of them i'm going to be here all night and unfortunately i do not have the time for that but <clears throat> i can tell you one thing this is not going to be the last auto episode hopefully and i'll talk about this a lot more so in the meantime i really do hope that the auto industry gets its shit together because it's much needed at this point and as someone who also has an auto has auto stocks i really hope that things get better but more importantly as an auto enthusiast it's really saddening to see all of these wonderful cars sitting rotting away so that that was all for this episode the 11th episode and i hope to catch you in the next one bye